wind blowing toward right field. If Alex could find something to pull, get it in the air, he would get some help. Familia's next pitch. Belted to deep center. Back goes Lagares. And gone, Alex Gordon. In comes the pitch. Broken bat, one hopper to third. And over to first in time. Runner going to try to score. Wild throw. Hosmer gambling that he could dash home on the throw to first base. And the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about Kansas City's game on Wednesday against the Cleveland Indians. They wrap up their season series with the Tribe today at 5-10 as Brady Singer toes the rubber for Kansas City. And yesterday I made a joke about Danny Duffy, uh, and he was pretty good yesterday, something I didn't expect from him. So I went from saying, do you really want me to break down a Danny Duffy start on the day in which the Chiefs kick off their Super Bowl defense? And 31-year-old Danny Duffy, who has no real direction with this organization, went out there and pitched a pretty good game. Uh, you know, goes almost six innings. Uh, you know, gives up the four hits, gives up four walks, but does strike out four. Four was his lucky number yesterday. Uh, gives up no runs, which is the most important part of all of this for Danny Duffy. Uh, improves to three and three. If you still care about the win stat, his ERA dips down to four point two four for the thirty-one-year-old left-hander. And then Jesse Hahn comes in, performs pretty well. I really like what we've seen sometimes out of Jesse Hahn this season. Uh, but, you know, he did his job uh, yesterday for Kansas City. Uh, so that was a good outing from him. Josh Stomont was electric yet again, uh, proving again he is going to be uh, one of, if not the biggest pieces of your bullpen uh, moving forward whenever you want to win, of course. And then Greg Holland shuts the door for his third save on his Royals revamp redemption, whatever tour this is, goes an inning, gives up one hit, strikes out one on his way again to that third save as Kansas City gets a bit of a momentum boost, winning two straight. You know what? They win today. That's a winning streak. So how about that? Last 10 games, they're still 3-7, and and their run differential improves minus 46 now. Minus 46 in the run differential. How about that? And we keep track of the first pick watch for Kansas City. And obviously, winning does not help that cause. They are still a loss back of the Red Sox. And they're still a loss ahead of the Rangers. I believe the number one pick will still be decided by winning percentage, though. So Kansas City really needs to start losing some ball games. It'll feel more like a win than a meaningless 3 to nothing win over the Cleveland Indians. So again, Danny Duffy, really good yesterday. Really good game out of Danny Duffy. The best game you're going to get from him as a starter was what you saw last night. Gives up the four walks, gives up the four hits, uh, but finds a way to move out of it. 
and get out of trouble, where most of the times he does not. So, you know, you like to see that from Duffy. Really good game from him, but still the direction for him in this franchise just doesn't seem to be there. Uh, but I'm sure they'll continue to give him every opportunity that they can. Mondesi collects one hit last night and moves his hitting streak to six games now and bumps that average up to 203. How about that? The artist formerly known as as Raul Mondesi goes one for four. Whit Merrifield goes two for four, getting out of that slump in a big way. Uh, He's kind of put together some good games here as he shifts back into the elite hitter that he was for most of this season. And then Gordo collects one of your 10 hits, and then you had a three-hit night from my guy, Nicky Lopez. Breakout Nicky Lopez is batting 235, three for four, a run, batted in. He's he's only batting 235, 235 for Nicky Lopez, but hey, you know what? With Mayfield's only batting 258, so Nicky Lopez, kind of a breakout year. I wasn't too, I wasn't too far off. And for Kansas City, it's a heck of an average for Kansas City. But the big story was... Of course, Olivieras. Olivieras continues to rake in Kansas City. Edward Olivieras, the 24-year-old outfielder, has been great for Kansas City. Collects two more hits yesterday. Drives in a run. Scores a run himself. Strikes out one time. I love his approach when he gets two strikes. You know, he kind of even alters his whole batting stance. You don't see him tapping the foot. You just see him being concise to the ball and trying to avoid strikeouts, which is something this team desperately needs to try to do. And so at least having one guy in the lineup that tries not to strike out is a good thing. Uh, Mondesi collects two strikeouts yesterday. Uh, Hunter Dozier strikes out twice yesterday. Matt Reynolds, the 29-year-old prospect that you called up yesterday, strikes out two times. And O'Hearn, who pinch hit for him, strikes out once himself. So, you know, this team has struggled to avoid strikeouts, and that's something Olivieras does really well, and that's kind of the whole point of why you call up young outfielders who you can see yourself having a future with, and you don't stick with guys like Bubba Starling, but hey, whatever Matheny wants to do, Bubba Starling did get into this game, I believe as a defensive replacement late in this contest, but no big deal there. Gallagher, he's fine. I don't think Soler should be. Excuse me, I don't think Soler should be back, but I also don't think that Salvador Perez should be back this year. So Gallagher was fine. Again, you kind of want more losses at this point. I mean, if we've made it to this point in the season and you're sitting at 16 and 28, what would make you feel better moving forward? Would it make you feel better for this team to lose and get the first overall pick, or for this team to steal a couple games and then finish nine games out of the playoffs instead of 11? At this point, I would much rather have that top pick. That would make me feel much better about this team's future. And what will make you feel better about your future is going to rockauto.com because in the future, whenever you have car issues, you're going to want to check them out because rockauto.com is a fantastic website because they've been doing this for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably still had dial-up internet, but you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car will ever need with their amazing selection and reliably low prices. My favorite part about rockauto.com is that I don't know anything about cars, and so I can go there and put in my make, my model, my year of my car, and they're only going to show me car parts that are dedicated for my vehicle, and so that is a huge deal to me. That way I'm not wasting money on parts that are not compatible with my car because otherwise I would have no idea what I was doing on their website. So I know I'm not going to waste any money on parts I don't need, and I also know that they're not going to upcharge me for those parts. The upcharge comes from the dealership. The upcharge comes from local Uh, auto parts stores, skip the upcharge, go to rockauto.com and get all the parts your car will ever need. Tell them lockdown sent you in the how did you hear about us box.
So we're back on the Locked On Royals podcast and the Locked On Podcast Network. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. And today, you've got Brady Singer on the mound at 510, while you've also got the Chiefs kicking off their Super Bowl title defense, which will probably start at like 8 o'clock, even though it's scheduled uh, for a 7 o'clock kickoff. You all know uh, the drill by now with the NFL. 7.20 kickoff this uh, today is going to end up kicking off around 8 o'clock or even 8.30 with all the pomp and circumstances that they'll have before the game for the Super Bowl. Uh, so the the Royals may be done by the time that the, uh, that the Chiefs kick off, but most importantly, Brady Singer's night will probably be done by the time the Chiefs kick off. So that's a positive. You don't you don't need to lock yourself into a Royals game that means nothing because the only thing that really matters in this game is Brady Singer, and you can see his whole outing before the Chiefs kick off, and you can flip your TV over to NBC and watch Kansas City. I believe that game's on Yeah, NBC uh, always has the opening night festivities, and so they'll do that yet again uh, tonight. And, you know, you look at Brady Singer, hopefully he can go out there and play very well, but again, he's the only thing that matters in this game. Uh, sure, Mondesi's hitting streak, I guess, but you know, keep going for four uh, for all you want to, Mondesi. I'm glad you're at least producing something at the plate. Uh, Mondesi's hitting streak, sure. What can Edward Livieris do? He's someone I've, I've loved watching play, which is you know hard to do on a on such a terrible ball club. But I've loved watching Edward Livieris play. He's someone who can make me turn the TV on. Uh, not, I mean, of course, I have to watch all of them anyway. But but still, uh, if I wasn't getting paid for this, I would. Definitely turn the TV on for Edward Olivieras. And then my guy, Nicky Lopez, three for four night. Can that turn into something more? Uh, but the big storyline, of course, is Brady Singer. Anytime he's on the mound. Uh, like I've said all along, uh, once you've gone into the tank and once you've eliminated yourself in the postseason, the only games that matter for me are now is how does Singer look? How does Blue Witch look tomorrow? And then how does Brad Keller look? I mean, those are those is what matters. Those games matter for, for this team. And we'll see how the starters finish out this season. Almost done. With baseball season, so soak it in, because it's going to go away quickly for Kansas City. But something that's not going to go away quickly for Kansas City is winning football, and they start that tonight in Kansas City in front of 16,000 people. If you're one of the few people who get to go to Arrowhead Stadium, let me know how, how that went for you on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. The Chiefs, of course, tried to repeat as champions for the first time since the 20. 2003 Patriots did it 2003 2004 I think whatever it was it was the Patriots that did it last uh, the Chiefs tried to do the same and if they can repeat you never know they could be the first team to ever go uh, three times and win three straight times three peated up but it starts with this season winning that second straight title before you can move on to the three peat you know for this for this Chiefs season it's easy to predict I mean the Chiefs are going to be phenomenal the division not very good I mean you could you could convince me any of the three other teams are going to finish second. You can convince me of the Broncos, the Raiders, and the Chargers, and I'd believe you. That's how not very good those teams are and kind of all bunched together. And then the Chiefs are just miles and miles and miles ahead. Uh, but you know what? The Royal season doesn't matter. Let's just end the show with some hokey radio of just win-loss schedule talk and see how wrong I am about football as well as baseball because I was the person that said the Royals would be competitive and be a playoff and be part of the playoff mix uh, this season. Obviously, that was wrong. They are going to finish 
probably with like a, the third worst record in baseball. So let's see how wrong it can be about football. I've got the Chiefs winning tonight over the Texans. It's going to be hard for the Chiefs to maintain that Texans offense without Mike Pinnell and without Brashad Breeland. But still, I've got the Chiefs coming out on top against Houston. Uh, the, the Super Bowl title defense is, is very real and, and it's very emotional. That's why, I mean, you've seen, I think it's like 15 of the last 18 uh, or, or something like that. Openers have ended with the uh, champion of the last year winning opening night. One of the only times that, that, that did not happen is the Kareem Hunt game whenever he went off and just obliterated the, the Patriots in, in, uh, in Foxborough uh, the year after they won. But most of the time, the, the champion of last year wins on opening night, uh, which is typically on Thursday night, although last year it was different because of the 100-year anniversary. They had the, the Packers and the Bears, but whatever. Uh, I think the Chiefs win. And then the Chargers, Chiefs win again. I don't know why we're still messing around with Tyrod Taylor. Seems like a great guy, but he's not a good quarterback, and I would much rather see them go out there with Justin Herbert, but obviously Herbert's not ready. They're going to stick with Tyrod Taylor, I, I believe, for at least a month, just the same way that they did with Baker Mayfield. In a month's time, it'll be the Herbert show, and they'll figure it out from there. But in the meantime, my biggest concern in this is just the offensive line against Joey Bosa, because Joey Bosa is phenomenal. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz hopefully can get that assignment a lot, but if they shift around Bosa and, and kind of exploit the Chiefs' offensive line without Larry Duvernay-Tardif uh, and some other holes that they have there, maybe that, that can be a concern for Kansas City, but the Chiefs are far and away the better player. I mean, they're the better team. Then the Chargers, I have them winning there again. And then at Baltimore, which is probably the best game of the NFL season, the Monday Night Football game which in which ESPN sold their soul to get uh, Chiefs traveling to Baltimore. What's going to happen in this one? You're going to have Mike Pinnell back. He's only suspended two games, so that's going to help you with your rush defense. Uh, but this is a toss-up game for me, but I'm going to be a homer and pick the Chiefs. And then the Patriots... I don't like the Patriots team. They've lost a lot, not, not just Tom Brady. They've lost a lot on that defense, uh, and I don't know how Cam Newton can respond uh, to this new system, and I just don't know how healthy he is and what he can look like after those foot injuries. Listen, for, for a big guy that relies on mobility, foot injuries are nothing to mess around with. Give me the Chiefs in that one. They're going to dominate the Raiders the next week. And then at the Bills, trap game here at the Bills. You travel on a Thursday night to take on the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen, which is a sneaky good team over there in Buffalo. They're going to catch you in a short week at home. Give me the Bills over the Chiefs on that Thursday in October, and then you dominate the Broncos, you dominate the Jets, you dominate the Panthers, you dominate the Raiders, and then you've got the good matchup on the 29th against of, of November against the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay. You travel to Tampa Bay for the first time this season. The second time will be in the Super Bowl. So you go to Tampa Bay against Tom Brady, and you beat the, the Buccaneers. I have them taking on the Buccaneers and winning in that game. Dominate the Broncos, dominate the Dolphins, who at that point might have Tua playing, might still have Ryan Fitzpatrick playing, who knows. But thank you, Ryan Fitzpatrick, for all you did for the Chiefs last year, getting them that number two overall seed. And then you take on the Saints in the Superdome. Give me the Saints in that game. That's tough to keep winning in the NFL. And then you rebound with a win over the Falcons. And then in Week 17, probably resting your starters, although the, the only having the one seed gets a bye, so it'll depend on what the Ravens do this season. And that'll really depend on if you rest your starters or not. But... We'll see how it goes. So I've got the Chiefs dominating the regular season, and I've got the Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. In the postseason, I have the Chiefs taking on the uh, Bills. I think that the Ravens are a great team. They fall apart again in the postseason. And then I don't trust the Texans. I don't trust the Colts. I don't trust the Titans. And I have the Browns sneaking in as that last wild card spot. So the next best team to me 
is the Bills, and they're going to get to the uh, uh, AFC Conference Championship game, and they're going to lose to the Chiefs. I had them taking on the Saints, who beat the Cowboys in the uh, NFC Conference Championship game. And my playoff teams, division winners, Chiefs, Texans, uh, Ravens, Bills, wild card in the AFC, Colts, uh, Titans, and Browns. NFC North, Packers, NFC East, Cowboys, South, Saints, West, 49ers, uh, wild card game, wild card teams, I should say, Vikings, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Seattle Seahawks. Again, Saints over Cowboys in the NFC, Chiefs over Bills in the AFC, and then Chiefs over the Saints in Tampa Bay uh, to, uh, and against the Saints in the Super Bowl. So the Chiefs go back-to-back and win the Super Bowl yet again. Let's just end with some positivity today uh, after watching uh, half a season or more than half a season of just losing baseball. Let's embrace watching Patrick Mahomes play again. And eventually, you'll have that feeling about the Royals again as Bobby Witt Jr. comes up through the ranks as Brady Singer rounds into form, Chris Bubich, uh, Daniel Lynch. You have all these guys coming up. So let's talk about the Chiefs for now. Thank you for allowing me to end this show this way, but you don't really have much of a choice. It's my damn show, so I'll talk about whatever I want to talk about. But nonetheless, I thought that was more interesting than opining about Matt Reynolds going one for four or whatever he did. I don't even remember. Anyway, be good and be good to another.